Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Change will not come if we wait for some other person. Or if we wait for some other time. We are the ones we've been waiting for. We cannot continue to rely only on our military in order to achieve the national security objectives that we've set. We've got to have a civilian national security force that's just as powerful, just as strong, just as well-funded. about communism, cultural Marxism, Alinsky, and Islam. Also find very interesting guests, including former CIA agents, authors, and friends. Reza, thank you very, very much for, uh, for contacting us and uh, agreeing to join us here on uh, Stay Mad Radio. Well, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, as promised, with me on the line is uh, our guest, Charles Faddis. Uh, open your mic right now. Charles, welcome back to Stay Mad Radio. How are you, sir? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me back. No, that's, that's my pleasure. Uh, our, our pleasure. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break right into bringing him right on. Uh, Usama, uh, thank you for joining me here on uh, Stay Mad Radio. I really appreciate it. Well, it's my joy to be with you, brother, and I uh, hope and I praise that the Lord will use it tonight. Her name is Janie Johnson. She wrote the book, Don't Take My Lemonade Stand. How are you today, Janie? I'm doing great, David. How are you? I'm fine. I think this is her now. Uh, is this Addie? I Hello. am here. I'm listening. I'm... How, how are you? It's very, very nice to speak with you, finally. Yeah, it surely is. So catch this in 
much more exciting content on Baymad Radio, Tuesday and Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. When we do Internet Talk Radio, we receive support from a great many areas. We have listener support, of course, and some who help with the promoting. One group that often goes unrecognized are the wives of Internet Talk Radio hosts. They are the ones who tolerate our dalliances and the time we invest in our hobbies. Well, this is one way we can properly recognize those who are closest to us by broadcasting their sincere sentiments regarding our passions. Are you going to stay up all night? You have family, you know. You're always at that computer. How much money do you make doing that dumbass radio show? You're not the only ones who live there, you know. You better tell me I'm not bringing it in there. Oh, yeah, we've all Let's been there. Let's get together. Oh, 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 not yet, not yet. We've all been there where we've had our <clears throat> loved ones suggest that perhaps you're spending just a little too much time in front of the computer, that we're spending far too much time on our useless hobbies rather than with the ones we love. Well... All I can say about that is that the uh, uh well no, but you know I started out using a Commodore Vic Twenty. How many of you out there remember the Commodore Vic Twenty? You could buy it at Toys R Us back in nineteen eighty. 83, 84, 85, 83, 84, somewhere around there. Remember that? Well, I'm your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones, and I'm back for the rest, rest of the week. David Graham filled in for me, David Graham of Stay Mad Radio in 2020, and also the author of Stay Mad. He did an admirable job filling in for me so much so that I feel that I've developed a complex because he hosts such a fine show. And I am not as funny as David, and I don't have as great a laugh as he does. He could make a dog laugh. All he has to do is just laugh. Ha, 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 ha. And, and, and you could actually hear a dog if he's, in, if he's nearby. He's laughing, too. That is how funny David's and infectious David's laugh is. Well, tonight we have an interesting show uh, I'm going to put on for you, and hopefully you'll enjoy it. Today's date, February 6, 2012, AD, beautiful Old Town Alexandria, United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. Commodore VIC-20. Later on, for uh, the Commodore VIC-20 cost me $99. I, could, I was able to connect uh, the... Keyboard, which is all the Commodore VIC-20 was. It looked like a big brown keyboard. Connected to your television. And you had a computer. Um, it had a weird operating system that uh, looked a little bit like Windows. I mean, uh, um, uh, the Mac's operating system. Later, I was able to move up to the Commodore 64. Wow, 149 bucks. This is a lot of money back in the early, mid-80s for some of us. I was able to connect a 300-baud modem to my Commodore uh, uh, 64. 300 bauds. Does anybody know what a 300-baud modem is or what even a baud is? But I was able to get online with that using CompuServe. Now... I'm surrounded by computers. Literally. I have one, two, three, four, five, six computer screens in front of me. All 27-inch screens. I operate using one, two, three keyboards to operate six computers. 
That's a lot of power. And I tell you what, it gets pretty damn hot in here. I got the windows open. It's freezing cold outside, and I'm still hot as hell. But it goes to show you where technology's gone. Earlier today, I was watching a piece on um, how the iPhone has more power in it than an IBM mainframe back in the late 70s, early 80s. Wow. Anyway, I just thought I'd share that with you because of David Graham's um, promo where we need to, uh, where we should, uh, it's asking us to give thanks. Listen to this. For some of you who haven't heard it, yesterday when Obama gave his um, his uh, interview with uh, that candy-ass Matt Lauer. I have talked to so many people over the last couple of years, President Obama, who were huge supporters of yours back in 2008. Right. And today they're not sure. I hear more and more that they're disappointed in you, that, that you aren't the transformational political figure they hoped you would be. How does that make you feel when you hear that? Oh, I, you know, I think this is the nature of being president. What's frustrated people is, is that I have not been able to force Congress to implement every aspect of what I uh, said in 2008. Well, you know, it turns out that uh, our founders designed a system that makes it more difficult to bring about change than I would like sometimes. But what we have been able to do is move in the right direction. And what I'm just going to keep on doing is plotting away, very persistent. And you know what? Uh, one of the things about being president is you get better as time goes on. All right. So the founding fathers, those damn old white bastards, made it somehow difficult for this transitional figure to pretty much run roughshod over the Congress. And he says that people are complaining that he has not been able to force Congress. Did you did you notice the the word the verbiage he used? The words he used. He was not able to force Congress to do his bidding. And that the founding fathers, unfortunately, made it more difficult for him to do whatever he wants. Now, Obama is touted as this guy who uh, was a professor, a professor of constitutional law. He was not a professor of anything. He was a substitute teacher, pretty much. But, well, semantics, I suppose. The issue here is we get back time and time again where Obama is saying that he would like to bypass Congress, that he would like to bypass the Constitution that the Constitution is hampering him from getting things done. How many other presidents in the history of this great country or during the time that you've been alive that you know of who have stated that the Constitution, stated outright that the Constitution is getting in their way, that the Constitution is hampering them from getting their policies through, that the Congress... That, that the, the Obama, it's making it more difficult for Obama to force the Congress to do what he wants done. Shameless. So let's get on with the topic of the evening. First part, part one. Islamic firster. President, not what he claims. The Washington Times had an article by Allison I'm sorry, by Charles Hart. Analysis and opinion. Golan Heights. It goes on to state, and I found it to be quite interesting. I'll go ahead and put it up in the chat room for those of you who are who are listening through the chat room. Because I'd like for you to some of you guys are blog talk. Some of some of the folks in the chat room are blog talk radio hosts. And they might find this to be interesting. Anyway, for those of you who are not in the chat room, please listen. Surveying the live minefields created 
cratered roads and mortar pocket concrete buildings. Along the border here between Syria and Israel, it's hard not to be reminded of the historic and monumental disappointment President Obama has been. Here, here. Historic and monumental disappointment. Does anybody agree with that? <laughs> when he campaigned, when he was campaigning to become the most powerful man in the last standing superpower on earth, he spoke passionately about changing the world, restoring America's greatness, and bringing more peace and fairness to everyone. Oh, yeah. In both foreign and domestic matters, Mr. Obama had unique credibility to change things as few presidents ever had. Despite his background as a liberal street thug, I mean organizer, he campaigned on tax cuts and personal responsibility and preached that the government simply cannot be the answer to every problem. Republicans would have no choice but to go along with an agenda to shrink the tax burden and get the federal government out of our everyday lives. Instead, Mr. Obama has devoted his administration to raising taxes, adding to the Byzantine structure of the federal government, and has created a whole new massive bureaucracy he claimed really will cure our every little boo-boo. As for the rest of the world, Mr. Obama promised to devote himself to healing the grave injustices and halting the atrocities that have afflicted the world since the rise of radical violent jihadism. With his Muslim roots, Mr. Obama was positioned better than any leader on the globe, on the global stage, to speak with authority to radical Islamists and finally bring about permanent peace. What the hell? How is he going to do that? I mean, few, few dictators or presidents have been able to sway the masses with words and verbiage. And of those few, the majority of those were despots, dictators, people who would go on to amass a reputation for murder, and every other sort of degradation you can think of. There are those who take a page from the Hitler playbook, from the Mussolini playbook, great orators who believe that their every word will stir the masses such to the extent that they will follow blindly. When President Obama gave his State of the Union address more than a week ago, I can tell you that I received hundreds of texts, yes, texts, from Obama supporters. Hundreds of texts from Obama supporters. I had to turn my phone off. Speaking of him as a deity, a godlike figure. Suggesting that I am dead wrong for not going along with Obama's evil plans. They didn't use the word evil. I threw that in myself. Suggesting that I'm a fool and that all the president is trying to do is make things better for this great country. All he's trying to do is clean up Bush's mess. All he's trying to do is, is get this country back on its feet again. And Doc, you won't go along with it. Get your mind right. Get your head out of your ass. I've heard it all. I've heard it all before. But during the State of the Union address, the Obama sycophants came out in droves and started texting me. Me. They had nothing else to do. They were texting me as his speech was going on. You need to get your mind right. Obama is a great president. Obama knows what he's doing. 
Obama knows what he's talking about. This Obama is a great man. Oh my God. My God. Let me go ahead and share just a couple of these with you right here and now. And see what and did you get any of these? Hate and greed as well as economic segregation is un-American. Justice and opportunity for all. If you have a good proposal for the benefit of all, get the bill to the to President Obama. He will sign it. Shared responsibility. Viva President Obama. I got his back and yours if we were working on a goal. Proud to be American, not American. Hail to the chief of this great nation. Oh, my God. And here's my favorite. You are an angry, self-hating Afro-Latino who sadly was brainwashed by the white racist entitled whites and became a good old wannabe boy who they laugh at like they say back home. Even if you dress in fancy clothes and say what they like to hear, to them you are still a monkey, an ignorant nigger, and you are so stupid not to see that. Wake up, my Boricua man. Don't believe the hype of the privileged Republicans. Don't be a fool. This is what I have to deal with on a daily basis. Name calling. Well, the Boricua part is my mom's Puerto Rican. My dad's black. That's why they threw that one out there. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do any of you get any of these kinds of texts? Do any of you get any of this crap? <laughs> oh, my God. Do any of you get any of this? Oh, here's another one. You have the ignorant mentality of a racist. Oh, my God. I have the ignorant mentality of a racist. Well, and that was just one person. That's just one person who said it. I mean, I've got hundreds of these. I am a racist. I am ignorant, and I have an ignorant mentality. Viva President Obama. I got his back. <sighs> How many of you have liberal friends or acquaintances who text you and tell you that you're an ignorant racist and you have been brainwashed by the man? <laughs> Oh, wait. No, no, no. Wait. I got one more. You are that ignorant Uncle Tom. What a fool. Oh, my God. And these were all texts on the night Obama gave his propaganda speech. No, 2020. I'm much more than a ra than a racist. I'm much more than that. I'm an ignorant fool. I'm a self-hating wannabe. Uh, wait. Don't believe the hype of the re privileged Republicans. Don't be a fool. Oh, oh, wait. Even if you dress in fancy clothes and say what they like to hear, to them you are still a monkey, an ignorant nigger. 
You are so stupid not to see that. Oh, my God. I'm not, you know, I, I'm just reading what was written on the night Obama gave his stirring uh, propaganda speech. Well, as for the rest of the world, Mr. Obama devoted to devoted himself to the healing the world, healing the the the, the seas would part and the, the the planet would heal and and all of that. But I get the I get this kind of hate mail every day, hate text from my from 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 black folks, from Puerto Ricans. Never, oddly enough, any actual white people. There has never been a time during the course of uh, my broadcasting on Blog Talk Radio or at any other time where a white person has said to me, you're an ignorant this, you're an ignorant that, you're an Uncle Tom, Only, only black folks and Puerto Ricans. Well, Mr. Obama chose to unilaterally alienate perhaps our most strategic, important ally in the world and do all he can to cozy up to the very people who are dedicated to destroying not only Israel but America as well, and we'll get more into that when we come back after this break. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. By the way, the call-in number is 347-884-8500. If you haven't been listening to Socialism is Not an Option, then you're just another lapdog, and here's why. Let's get together this weekend. Hello, I'm Tesla. Anyway, your call in number is 917-388-497. We have been listening to Annie from uh, Southern Sense, who's um, who's uh, given us some of the benefit of her wit and wisdom. Socialism is not an option in the Roundtable Roundup Edition, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we'll be back right after this. Spend your weekends with socialism is not an option. David from Stay Mad. Radio. Um, I call in and I wanted to uh, to weigh in on on the the uh, the title of bag. Man, your your show is right on point, and I, you know it's something I wanted to talk about for a little bit, of, you know, for a while now. Hey, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Socialism is not an option. I'm your host, Hessler. You're listening to the American Exceptionalism Edition. And we do have a fantastic show for you today. It's really a good one. It's part two. It's not your daddy's war. Welcome to Socialism is Not an Option, the Hot Topic Edition. I'm your host, Tesla. The entire political process offends me, so... Very, very interesting, folks. Uh, another call on the ra- line, and it looks like we've got Tony. Tony, is that you? That's me, baby. I'm just looking at your showroom in absolute amazement. Uh, we saw, we were there. I mean, we saw the bullshit that occurred back in the 60s. Man, I feel like I'm going back in, in time. Don't you feel that way? Has been co-opted by all the, the leftover washout hippies of your generation. That's right. You're who absolutely has, correct. Have, and, and their kids have pretty much taken kids. over. You are all. Yes. Spend your weekends with socialism is not an option. WWWDB 24-7 Internet Talk Radio. I am the nightmare of pure God. Uh, this is my name, the Christian friends. Yes, um, we have Amir. He is a Muslim and he is on the call. Do you want to take a call now, Christian friends? Sure, sure. Let him, let him come to us. As long as we do not start anything yet, so uh-huh. maybe now the best to take him. Amir, you are on the air now with uh, Christian friends. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes, we hear you, yes. Mr. Go ahead. 
listen to me, Christian Prince. It's Samir. I warned yep. you, and I want to warn you again. Remove all the videos from YouTube. Within one year, you will be killed if you don't do that, okay? So you are threatening me? You want to kill me? This is the last time. This is the last time. We know your name. We know where you live. We know everything about you. We know where you have... We know everything, okay? Okay, well, just wait. You have two oh. months to remove all the videos and you will be dead. Okay, let me tell you. Abdul, the coward. Uh, what? First, first of all, I will never remove my videos. So why are you waiting for a month from now? Why you don't do it tomorrow? Okay, listen to me, man. Listen to me. In yeah. April or May, you will be dead. Why? Why? why you will be dead. April or May. I like to die tomorrow. I like to die tomorrow. Coward, son of Muta. Don't hang up. Potato. And we recorded you. Wait a minute now. That's just a sample of what you get when you tune in to Radio Jihad. <laughs> Christian Friends. It is a great show. Amazing. Please tune in. You know, I talked just a minute ago about some of the text I was getting uh, when Barack Hussein Obama gave his um, his speech the other night. I guess it's called the State of the Union Address, but it was more like a campaign speech. And I, I was being politically incorrect, and I'll continue to be that way. I know that the N-word is an ugly word, and that a lot of people don't appreciate hearing it. But that was what I was called. And quite frankly, I take particular offense to be calling that word because she didn't even call me a nigger, which is much more affectionate. It was – she called me a nigger, a nigger, not a nigger, but a nigger, which is much worse, <laughs> believe it or not. So I was offended by that, as you should be by hearing me say the word if you are. But quite frankly, in the communities we come from, nigger is much more offensive than nigga. I don't make up the rules. <laughs> I'm just letting you know what they are. So I had to take my good friend to task for using that word to me in the form of a text because she took it too far. And she was properly dealt with. And I won't be hearing that word from her ever again. So, I just wanted to throw that out there because I know that a lot of folks were probably, uh, you know, taken aback, you know, at the sound of that word. But, you know, I was reading the, you know, reading what I was, I could have just said in word, you know, but uh, I thought it was good to just, you know, put it all out there. Mr. Obama has once again gotten out of hand with regard to Israel. Letting the cat out of the bag, suggesting that Israel will attack Iran sometime between the 1st and the end of April. Wow. One would hope that there's some sort of a plan there. Uh, meant to throw the Iranians off by putting out some false information. We saw it happen in World War II all the time, where certain information was thrown out there and it was proven false just to see if the enemy would bite. Hopefully that's the case, and not another case of Obama throwing Israel under the bus and basically calling Israel out like he did in his speech earlier with Matt Lauer. Here's a question I have. For everyone listening to the sound of my voice, I know that we've talked about the question many times. Is, is Obama a puppet master? Or is he a puppet? What do you think? The call in number is 347-884-8500. Is he a puppet master? Or is he... The puppet. 
We'll get into that in just a moment. We have a call on the line. Caller, you're on with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Yeah, I just wanted to say I can understand what you mean by blacks and Puerto Ricans going against anybody who would speak uh, badly about Obama because a lot of the minority community in the inner city identifies with this president now because of his programs and wanting to uh, increase the government spending as far as food stamps and uh, other forms of entitlements are concerned. But I think the only way that he'll lose in re-election is the independent Caucasian vote and Asians and other Hispanics who are doing well are going to have to vote against him. That's the only way he could lose in re-election because now the uh, the general consensus of the tide, I think, is with him. And I, and I don't think he got as far as he did on his own abilities. I do think that he's being uh, controlled by someone else that's, who, who's more powerful than he is. So you believe that he is the not the puppet master, but the puppet? Yes, because I don't believe... He, I don't believe he got as far as he did in life or completely on his own. And I think now, that's the reason why he's hiding his I think that's the reason why he's hiding his record because I think his academic record is not very good and if it ever came uh to the knowledge of the public as to what his records were, they would wonder how he how he was able to get into the Ivy League schools he got into. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Now, you believe that uh, you, you, what you're telling me here, um, is that you, John? Yes. Yeah, American that's what I thought. Citizens. American citizens in the house, yes. y'all. Um, I'm glad you're here. Hey, you believe that that the tide is with Obama, that he stands a good chance of being reelected? Uh, based upon what I hear in conversation, I do believe that people will vote for him over Mitt Romney because I believe people view Mitt Romney as an out-of-touch millionaire who is doing everything he can to be elected president. And the demographics of the country are very different now. You have a lot more immigrants in the country than you had before. And if Mitt Romney takes a strong stance against immigration, and if he appears to be an out-of-touch person who is more concerned about the money they have made and their investments, and, and they can't really identify with the average person, I think people would not be inclined to vote for him. So, so, uh, so I think when you're looking at a general election, you have to have a candidate who is in touch with the average person's uh, 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 needs. And I think the general consensus is that you have to have a good stance on immigration because most of the population gains in most urban cities has been a result of immigration. Mm -hmm. The the African-American population is not at, is basically at a zero growth rate. So, and, and the, and the, and the Caucasian population is not increasing dramatically over time, even though they're the majority, what the populations that are increasing are the are the are the Asian and the Hispanic populations, and many of these people are first and second generation Americans. So I think that whoever is a Republican candidate, they have to watch how they deal with the immigration issue. Well, uh, the polls do show that Obama's uh, approval rating has gone up slightly, and yeah. that uh, and 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 along with the uh, with the uh, unemployment numbers going down. You know things are looking looking up for the president. Even though um, the the, um, the numbers going down don't uh, actually change the fact that uh, you know there are more people unemployed now uh, more, more than ever. I'm not sure of the exact figures at this moment, but um, the numbers uh, the the number of people um, unemployed really hasn't changed. Even though the numbers have gone, the unemployment numbers have gone down. Um, yeah. I I tend to think that the reason why the unemployment rate went down because you had people who have dropped out of the workforce and who are not looking. So, therefore, those people are not being counted. I think the real number is probably still around 10% uh, people that 
would be looking, but they've stopped looking. And you have a, a lot of people who haven't worked in more than six months to a year. So really, the overall rate is probably around 13%. When you talk about the minority communities, I think it's, I think it's as high as 25% in the African American uh, uh, group. Well, I, t- I tell you, um, things are not looking good for Romney right now uh, with the blunder he made about the poor not really being concerned about the poor, right, uh, because there's a safety net for them that he's more concerned with the middle class. It was a gap, but it was right. a very significant gap given the fact that he, um, you know, he is a uh, a very wealthy man. And uh, right. to give the impression at any time that you don't uh, care about the poor uh, no matter what is uh, – is a is a bad uh, is a bad right. mistake. Right. Uh, you know, I think that uh, you're probably right about Obama being. Uh, no, I do believe you're right about Obama being the puppet rather than the puppet master. It's something we'll get into deeply tomorrow uh, during tomorrow's show. We're going to talk about Soros. We're going to talk about whether Obama's upbringing and how he was groomed to uh, be where he is right now. Uh, but I would really like to know uh, what, what I would, re- what I, what I'd like to know right now is do, John, what do you think Obama's chances are of being reelected right now? If the election were held today? Well, I believe Romney has to fine tune his campaign. He has to uh, make himself more of, an everyday type person. He cannot uh, make jokes about ten thousand dollar bets and 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 play up uh, the way he invests his money in the Cayman Islands and in Swiss bank accounts. These types of things can't be talked about in a bad economy. Basically, what Romney has to play to is his abilities as a business manager, and he has to play to the fact that Obama is inexperienced. He doesn't know how to manage a national economy, and Romney does. And he has to make some promises as to the numbers of jobs that he will bring back to America and that he will help to reduce the gasoline prices and and some of the food prices which are starting to escalate and also certain aspects of, of things like people's gas bills and their electric bills, which are also starting to increase. So... He needs to say that he can fix the economy. He understands the economy better than the president, and he can fix the economy, and he needs to downplay his wealth. Yeah, he does need to do that. Um, I had I had high hopes for uh, Mitt Romney, and I know that uh, Tesla and some of the other folks in the chat room are very much high on Newt Gingrich and think that he is the one who should be the front runner and he should be the one to challenge Barack Obama. I myself put my um put all my eggs in the Mitt Romney basket and it seems at this time that we simply don't have a strong candidate be it Newt or Mitt uh to go ahead and run away with this with Obama with the numbers going down as skewed as they are and Obama gaining ground uh, in the popularity polls and with his poll numbers going up, it seems to me like indeed he does. I was I was suggesting that Obama was finished, that he was done, and I know that Sarge of Rapid Fire uh, believed that he was done. That you could just stick a fork in him, he's on his way home. But now think the tide has turned, and there's not much time left before no. the election. Well, the reason why he's not done because Republicans do not have a candidate who is a populist candidate, somebody that appeals to um, the populace in a like in a general sort of way. Meaning mm-hmm. that someone who basically did not come from wealth, and, but who worked their way up from humble beginnings, and they may have modest wealth, but they don't have extreme wealth. But they can say that I'm a successful person. But I can, but I, but I have a moderate view on a lot of the issues. I'm not, I don't have extreme views. Basically, Gingrich is seen as being on the extreme end of the Republican Party. I yep. don't think you can get somebody to win in a general election who is on the far right of 
of most issues. You have to get somebody that is somewhat of a moderate, but somebody who can say that they can manage this economy better than the current president. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. now, if, now, if, now, if Romney can turn himself into that type of candidate, where he appeals to like a populist uh, uh, type of agenda, then I think that he can win in November. But if he plays up his wealth and he plays up like his uh, like uh, the fact that he doesn't identify with the poor, then he's going to have a problem uh, being elected president. Well, there isn't much time left, uh, citizen. Not not much time left at all. And Obama is indeed gaining ground, much to my uh, dismay. Uh, I am, um, you know, I'm not I'm not at all pleased with uh, with the fact that his numbers are going up and that the employment figures are going down, and yet not truly reflecting the uh, the vast number of people who are unemployed. Um, it, it seems to me that if Obama wins a second term, that America's uh, decline, uh, our fate will be sealed in terms of uh, us being a global power, uh, our economy, uh, the very fabric of this nation is being torn apart with the president pitting one group of people against uh, another, uh, the rich against the poor, the haves versus the have-nots. Um, it, it seems uh, like instead of bringing people together, uniting America, he has torn America apart. Uh, not, um, not, not, not anything like uh, since uh, since the uh, since the Civil War, or the well, or, or at least the early seventies. Well, basically, his role was to usher America into a social democracy, and I believe George Soros. And some of the other um, uh, uh, leftist wing of, of the Democratic Party basically placed him into position to do that because uh, they realized that certain sectors of the economy would not come back, and you would have a certain segment of the workforce that would always be dependent on the government. So therefore, they were they were going to have to change the the, the rules of taxation to compensate for these excess people that would not get full-time employment again. Yeah. So that's the reason why we're changing our health care system and we're changing our rules of taxation because the state will, is going to have to uh, supplement a certain segment of the populace now. And in the future, they're going to engage in population control and massive abortions because they need to keep the population at a certain level. They don't want to see the population become overrun with too many people. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and I talked about that with uh, regard to um we we we've often talked about that with regard to Obama's science are and how he believes that uh there are too many people <laughs> and uh and and that uh you know uh we're we're the more people that exist on the planet the you know the more the planet has become in peril. Right, it's, right. Uh crazy talk in my opinion well thank you very much for calling in uh, uh american citizen anything else you'd like to add before we move on to the rest of the uh, uh, uh no that's all uh uh that's all i wanted to say all right uh, well thanks. Th- no thank you i do appreciate it whenever you call in whenever you come into the show it's a great honor i appreciate it and you have a great evening all right all right that was uh john american citizen uh, a blog talk uh, radio show regular and a very knowledgeable um man who studies a lot uh in a lot of areas uh i'm 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 almost in awe of uh consistently in awe of his knowledge about uh a variety of subjects it's one thing to know one thing about one subject and be proficient at it but to have um a wide range of uh knowledge on a variety of subjects is uh is a lost art to my mind, is President Obama the mastermind of the radical left movement, or is he merely its symbol? That's what we're going to talk about tomorrow. But does it matter? So we'll get into it a little bit right here and now. Why not? Is Obama the mastermind, or is he just a symbol? Caller, you're on with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. 
A. Robert, C. Robert, this is Sarge, man. Sarge, there he is. You're doing it. How are you? I'm doing very well, sir. I really appreciate your coverage of these issues. It's really phenomenal. You do a superb job. And it was good to hear American Citizen. Uh, me and him have had many battles in the past, or shall we say uh, debates in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, he but he's always brings a, a very interesting perspective to it. And uh, he's always, you're right, he's very well informed in many areas. He's a... I always enjoy listening to him, even when I don't agree with him. Yep. But I did pretty much agree with him, what he said tonight. I think it's pretty much on target, uh, no doubt. Uh, you know, I, as as Obama himself do, I think he's a marionette. Of course he is. He's just, he's really has got the intellect to carry off this sort of Lenin. He doesn't have the intellect of Lenin. Now, Lenin was no. capable of carrying off this sort of thing. Not Obama. His, his, his intellectual capability is, to say the least, vastly overrated. But he's a useful tool. Uh, he sits up there, and I suppose he can make a presentable appearance as long as you don't let him say things that are too stupid. And you keep him on course with a teleprompter. And you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, uh, he's, uh, you know, yeah. In that respect, he uh, he, he has some uh, uh, applicability to to what these folks want to do. But he believes it, though. Even though he's not capable of carrying out on his own, I'm certain he believes yeah. all this stuff. And I guess that's just about as important as whether or not he actually is a mastermind behind it. Well, I yeah, mean, he, he definitely, you know, if you listen, read his books, I mean, these are the kind of people that he grew up uh, being educated by. These are the kind of people that he hung out with, the uh, the activist Chicanos, the uh, structural feminists, the Marxist mm-hmm. professors. I mean, this is this is where he got his uh, uh, his education. These are the people that influence him. You know, Jeremiah Wright. Bill Ayers. Uh, I mean, why wouldn't anybody think he believes this stuff? He well, said so. Exactly. Now, what do you think of the uh, the uh, interview that was conducted last night where Obama? Well, let's go ahead and play the clip and tell me what you think about it. We'll go ahead and put it on, put oh, it out there so again. Mm-hmm. As usual. There's always an issue. <laughs> Is it a BTR issue again? No. I'm very familiar with it. It's a, oh, it's by the a, way, while we're waiting for your clip to come up, I'd just like folks to know that on GGG Crime Conservatives tonight, we are scheduled to interview Dr. Orly Kites. Oh. Uh, she's scheduled to come on the show at 12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So those of you who are interested in listening, uh, tune in because, uh, you know, we plan to ask all about uh, the Georgia ballot challenge and other issues. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a great show. I have talked to so many people over the last couple of years, President Obama, who were huge supporters of yours back in 2008. Right. And today they're not sure. I hear more and more that they're disappointed. I have talked to so many people over the last couple of years, transformational political who figure were huge they support. hoped you would be. How does that make you feel when you hear that? Oh, I, you know, I think this is the nature of being president. What's frustrated people is, is that I have not been able to force Congress to implement every aspect of what I uh, said in 2008. Well, you know, it turns out that uh, our founders designed a system that makes it more difficult to bring about change than I would like sometimes. But what we have been able to do is move in the right direction. And what I'm just going to keep on doing is plotting away, very persistent. And you know what? Uh, One of the things about being president is you get better as time goes on. Sarge, what do you think? Oh, gee. Uh, so he gets to do OJT at the expense of the American people. <laughs> he gets better at times. So, hey, man, you know, I would have preferred if you'd come to the table with executive experience untainted by Marxist ideology. Indeed. Had you done that, you might have done the kind of job that most Americans would say should be done. However, you didn't. You came here as a community organizer, not knowing a damn thing, not showing us any credentials that you knew a damn thing, and and bringing to the table a foreign ideology from Europe. Yeah, I'm talking about Karl Marx. I'm yep. talking about fascism from Mussolini. You bought all that stuff there, uh, you know, uh, with no credentials. And that's why it is we who understand what's going on have such reservations about you. Gee, the founders created a system that makes change more difficult. Gee, is that all that's holding you up? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. He blamed the founding fathers for pretty well. One could one could reasonably assume that he blamed the founding fathers for him not being able to get his agenda passed. I found the words like uh, word the verbiage like um, being able to force Congress to do. Yeah. Should he be able to force Congress to do what he wants him to do, or should he be able to persuade Congress to do what he wants to do? This guy's got alien European divine right of kings notion of governance, a, a rule, rule, yeah. not governance. That's what yeah. he's got in his mind. That's what's really – it's constantly breaking out, whether someone like Valerie Jarrett telling us he's ready to rule from day one or whether it's uh, this other one. What's this other dunce he had up there with his Middle, Middle East advice? I can't think of her name right now. I she used similar yeah. – pardon me? Yeah, I can't think of the name either. I, I, yeah, she I, used similar language in saying what the president should do in order to uh, get his way. I mean, it's constantly coming. These people do not believe in the constitutional republican method of governance. So, do you think they, the word "force" alien? Yeah, the, the word "force" was a was, was, was a tell. This is alien to our tradition. Yeah. I think the word when he used words like "force Congress to do this" or that that he's 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 just telling. He's just telling on himself. And uh find that he should be able to force Congress to do what he wants to do. It's an implication. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It it and it, and it's terrible. Well, we're running out of time. We got about three minutes left. Please do announce the the um the show uh with you with uh GGT again. Yeah, tonight at uh eleven thirty PM Eastern Standard Time we are slated to do an interview at about about twelve AM Eastern time. Uh, with uh, Dr. Orly Tights, of, you know, as you well know, innumerable lawsuits challenging Barack Obama's eligibility to be president. Sounds good. I'll be there myself. I'll, I'll, I'll get the espresso machine cranked up so I can stay awake. <laughs> and I'll okay. be there. We'll be grateful to have you there. Please do All right. call in. Thanks, Sarge. Have a great night. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, for coming in the chat room, we have full house tonight, and that's always great. My main man, Tesla, 2020 Radio, Beach Bomb, Casanova, Frankenstein, Evil Clown, uh, everybody. Alexander Solo, wow, what a great turnout on my first night back in, um, after David taking over. Thank you guys so much. Oh, and I want to thank my good friend David Graham for taking over the show last Thursday and Friday. He did a great job. He is masterful. He is the Mac of all daddies. Thank you, David. Uh, love you, man. Thank you so much. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. Hey, tune in later on tonight. G-Ski rocks. 9 p.m. right after this show. Be there or be square. Good night. God bless you. When you walk through the garden, you got to watch your back. Well, I beg your pardon Walk the straight and narrow track If you walk with Jesus He's gonna save your soul You gotta keep the devil Way down in the hole He's got the fire and the fury At his command well, you don't have to worry If you hold on to Jesus' hand We'll all be safe from Satan When the thunder rolls We just gotta keep the devil Way down in the hole
Make it the devil.